This is a HeadGum Podcast. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Welcome to the campaign after the campaign. This is not another D&D podcast. Welcome back to Bohemia, everybody. Bohemia. I am your dungeon master, joined by Jake. Her- Wait, sorry, I didn't say my you didn't freaking name. Yourself. I just said Please. I'm your dungeon master, as do if I everyone should just know by who by I am. Your career rather than your name. Yeah, I do define myself, I guess, mostly by my work. So yeah, yeah. I'm just your dungeon master. <laughs> I have no Whoa. other name. I forgot That's- your name, Braden. Tell yep. me, remind me, Braden. <laughs> Morpher, <laughs> uh, and I am joined by Jake Hurwitz. Don't say my name. Don't say my name either. Not we all get okay. stupid names. Yeah, okay. Jake Hunkwitz. Uh, yeah. Jake Hunkwitz. <laughs> Jake Hunkwitz. Yeah. Risk taker, dragon matchmaker, Calder Kilday, aka Jake Hunkwitz. Um, and then of course, Jemily Ashford. <laughs> I didn't like that. Try you didn't that. like it. <laughs> That was all. Jemily Asforth. I That's pretty good. I like Asforth, but okay. I feel like the you don't like Jemily. You're kind it's of kind of a reference to the you're half Club. Asforthing. Mm-hmm. It. I'm half Asforthing, and I'm sorry. Yeah. Asforth is a really good last. Yeah, name. You need me to do it again. Yeah, can I try one? Just want, yeah, okay. actually, I do want. Right, how about touch on this. Dimply Asforth? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> we got there. I'm glad everyone's excited. <laughs> Starting to cover her own pop-up puppet, Calliope Petrichor. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, did we keep the puppet? Did we? Uh, no, I don't think so. Dang really? it. Yeah, I don't know. If you really want a puppet, do <laughs> you want a puppet? I do. Take yeah. a puppet. <laughs> got a puppet. Yeah. yeah. You, you got a DM. It might puppet. come up. Uh, and then, of, cor- <laughs> of course, Cord Bad come on, Tourniquet. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Tourniquet's good. Catcher of Possums, whose DM is freaking awesome. My oh, man, Braden, hey, you crushed it. Thanks, man. Braden, I appreciate love you. Braden. you. Wow. Love you. You're welcome, guys. Hey, Braden hey, and the gang bad. are Stop back. Stop sucking up to Braden. <laughs> yeah, dude. You're weird to Braden. <laughs> Sorry, just that. that's the tourniquet style. <laughs> Mr. Tourniquet himself. I'm squeezing him with compliments. <laughs> My hugs are dangerous. <laughs> All right, everybody. We hope you remember who we are because we didn't tell you our names. Um, but in case you didn't remember some other stuff let's go ahead and do a little recap yes please so last time you held a funeral for Shroomrot with the deep elves then set to stabilizing things in the living wood you proposed the idea of a political marriage between Shiverblight and one of the remaining high princes and she agreed that it was a good idea you embarked to parlay with High Prince Cornflower at his keep where another envoy was present, your old pal Cheswick, along with two puppeteers on behalf of High Prince Indigo. The three of you put on a killer presentation, but the puppeteers performed a dazzling show and showered I Cornflower. Think that's really right. <laughs> Just having to sit through a puppet show the day after you fight a king dragon. <laughs> you know, it's highs and lows. <laughs> the puppet show is the high, the low. That's Absolutely. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. Um, Nobody died at the puppet show. Well, that's true. Yeah, yeah Shroomrod lived through the puppet show. Or no, he didn't. He was already dead. You know what I mean. 
While Cornflower left with his advisors to discuss their options, you were given a tour of his trophy room. During it, you were shown replica weapons from two Eladrin, Talane and Ariox, who fought on opposing sides of the Dragon Giant Wars. Ariox has a wintry crest on his bow. He's got a wintry crest on his bow. Familiar. Interesting and familiar. Um, As you returned to the Great Hall for dinner, Cornflower announced that he would accept your proposal. However, the puppeteers attempted to ransom Cornflower's horde by stealing it with their puppets. You jumped into action with Saul spotting a possum doll rushing off with the loot. After Callie saved Calder from becoming a puppet himself, Calder was able to stop... (laughs) Yeah, that's confirmed Calder's worst nightmare canon. Uh, Calder was able to stop the possum with a freezing ray. Cornflower agreed to your proposal, and you returned with him to Shiverblight's new castle, where the initial interaction seemed promising. I can't stop hearing freezing rays as like a breakfast cereal. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Try freezing rays. I'm freezing ray, a cold guy, and I'm the mascot. Try them warm. What? Sugar ray with uh, white hair. Oh, that's awesome. That's really good. literally frosted tip. (laughs) Literally frosted tip. Shit. That's what Calder Kilday looks like now instead. That's, yeah. Confirmed Mark McGrath. Mark McGrath, but cold and afraid of puppets. It's perfect. (laughs) We've got it. Character design 101. My last character. Yeah. Um, But before things could get too happy, Bumpy showed up with some troubling news. Glenn's army retreated after a failed invasion, Mm, but uh the old folks and Mima were missing. You jumped through a portal to follow him to the Crick, and that's where we are now. Uh, So in a flash of green magic, you return to the Crick with Bumpy and a couple of Crick rangers. They're the ones who open the portal. You guys uh, find yourselves on the edge of the forest near the reflection of the Old King's Keep. You see grass and moss covering the ruins here. Uh, It is night now, one day since you've killed the king. The sun has just set, and you guys have not gotten a rest yet, unfortunately. Fortunately for me. Fortunately. Who could sleep after that puppet show? (laughs) That's true. Uh, You guys are wired. You keep thinking about the puppet show. Um, (laughs) Wired in more ways than one. Whoa. Uh, I do a little ventriloquism for Calder. Hey, Calder, it's me. (laughs) Get away from me. (laughs) Devil. Without your guys' monostones, uh, you guys no longer have the power to just um, rest, essentially, when you level up. Uh, So you guys are beaten up and exhausted. Um, But you guys have gotten some short rests in, so you do have some abilities and stuff, but I think Callie's out of spells and Calder's probably pretty low. Mm -hmm. But um, you guys see in a frenzy, Bumpy turns into a horse with a bull cut uh, and starts looking around. Anybody need a ride? We need to move. Um, I, I probably can run on my own, but you should probably carry Calder. All he's right. really shocked from the puppet show. Right on, yeah. He looks he looks spooked. He's, he's yeah. really big. Maybe me as well. I'm still really. All right, yeah. I could probably get both of you. Uh, you see, yeah, Calder and Callie uh, jump onto Bumpy's back. Uh, there's a loud crack. Oh, put me down. You see, uh, he falls over on his side, um, but then gets up. Um, he begins rushing you guys through the woods. Pretty slow. Saul, you have to like keep turning back to wait for the slow horse, <laughs> carrying way too much weight. <laughs> I'm running in place a little bit. Yeah. You good? I'm like at the back and I'm trying to use my feet to help move oh, us. That is that's actually helping a lot. I, I appreciate you. <laughs> Calder's sitting side saddle. <laughs> oh, God. That's worse. Why? Uh, yeah, crunches the ribs on one side. Um, but you guys. This is how I learned. You guys rush through the woods. I, I'm not going to follow up I on need, that. I can't believe I didn't notice this when you ru- we'll read my We'll talk about this later. Crosswind is so weird. You guys rush through the woods. Um, you pass Crick Rangers 
bearing torches, searching for their elders, combing through the forest. And before long, you guys reach the edge of the crick itself and see the timeout tree comes into view. This old leafless willow tree. This was Glenn's um, prison for a time when you guys saw him last. And you see that it has been abandoned by the guards who were uh, on duty there. And you also see the wreckage of split wood around. And, and Bumpy goes, this is where all the trouble started. How, how did he escape? Bumpy um, motions for you to follow him and goes around the back of this enormous tree and you see an enormous hole. Someone uh, blew out the back of this thing. With a bomb. Go ahead and give me an investigation check. It was check. fucking good. This is the fucking bomb we gave him. We gave him a grenade. <gasps> the cons- the shout consolidation. Out. <laughs> shout out to the two crew. You can do it with advantage. You know what you're looking for. Um, I only have a plus one, but a 14 becomes a 15. And a 22. Okay. Yeah. Just an 11. Uh, you guys look around and you do see that this does look like something that would be done by a weapon. It could have been done by a spell, but the more you look, eventually Calder, you find on the ground, there is shrapnel from a fragmentation grenade. Look at this. Here's the pin. I mean, we told him to work out his feelings and this is how he chose to do it. I can't fault him for that. No. Yeah. Maybe healthy for him, but bad for us. I think it's definitely deeply unhealthy for him. (laughs) You guys think Coder's the one who broke him out? Unless somebody else had a grenade. Is there like a grenade store around here? There's definitely not a grenade store. There used to be a grenade store, but it blew up, believe it or not. Right, I've seen the youngins. Is Cooter still here? I have not seen Cooter. Cooter's one of the folks who are missing. It's the old folks and Cooter. Okay. What? Nobody's seen him since last night. Were they abducted from their houses? We, we sent some people out to Cooter Stump. We haven't heard back from him. Cooter kind of lives on the edge of town, and then the other old folks mostly live around the, the Cricktown Square. Uh, and uh, people are uh, investigating, looking around. But... Okay, we have the most pressing business with Eloise. Yeah. So why don't we go look for her? All right. Okay, yeah, sweet. Um, yeah. She owes us some hats. Right on. <laughs> yeah, we put in a deposit for hats, yeah. and I'm not ready to let go of that. Oh, that's great. Yeah, put it. We put a deposit in, right? Yeah, <laughs> we did. We did. Ah, yeah. okay. So and she said she said like two to three weeks, and it's been two weeks, I think. <laughs> so like we just gotta like check like to make sure that like progress is moving. Yeah, yeah. Not trying to rush anybody. <laughs> uh, sweet. Um, yeah, you guys rush into the Crick Town Square and see concerned Crick elves all over the place. You see rangers with torches are scouring the place. Um, everybody, go ahead and give me perception checks. Okay, that's a dirty 24 colder. Uh, 12. It's a stinky 21. Okay, first of all, um, you guys see- I'm really distracted because I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, if we don't get these hats and I don't have a bless, what are we going to do if you called to go to sleep? I'll just stay awake forever. I don't have to sleep. We have no hats. We gave an arsonist a bomb. <laughs> Things are not looking up. (laughs) You guys see the rangers are paying particular attention to Eloise's stump and a few of the other ones nearby. Uh, Bumpy conveys that those are the homes of the other old folks. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and activate my uh, magic membrane. You see my nictitating membrane slides over my eyes and starts glowing a little bit. And I'm going to just roll with advantage on insight and intimidation now. 
Oh, sick. Saul gets real gross. <laughs> I'll never get used to that. Saul, be careful. It's working Ugh, on me. The game is afoot. <laughs> oh Frogson's on the case. Oh, my God. He's, people take a wide <laughs> berth. It just looks like I have pink eyes. Yeah, you're just a stinky little frog. <laughs> He's not contagious. I don't think people, at least. Random people come over and wipe ointment in your eyes. <laughs> I just slam my face on the ground and start bloodhounding around with my eyes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so can we go into Eloise's stuff? Yeah. Great. You guys um, walk past some uh, Creek Elf Rangers who are in here investigating. Wait, we need to do something like detectives do to make sure there's not a snare. Oh, right. So I'm just going to kick the door. (laughs) 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 I I make a shush finger on my mouth, and then I go, I got this. And then I just really loudly kick the door down. (laughs) You kick the door open, you see there was a ranger in there already investigating. Ah! I think he broke my nose. Ah! You see just blood rocketing out of his nose. Why the hell did you kick it open? I'm sorry. I'm trying to be a detective. The windows are open. We had torches in here. You didn't see the little fires moving around. Oh, God, I dropped my torch. Oh, the bookcase is catching on fire. Put it out. Put it out. I dive in looking for hats. <laughs> yeah, you dive in. It's just like the absolute Me worst the crime scene etiquette. Me and the ranger running into each yeah. other. It's all <laughs> flashing his mana stone saying, the detectives are here. <laughs> I consider turning it into a meet cue and, and give him a little, we have to stop meeting like this. We just have to. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Foster gets out and starts plodding around. Just, you can't tell if there's actually been a struggle here because there was just a struggle. <laughs> um, but you guys can give me... Um, investigation checks um, as you guys uh, look around. A nice average 10. Uh, 23. I got a 10. 10. Okay. You guys look around and you see besides this kerfuffle that Callie just got in, you see that there (laughs) was another struggle maybe. (laughs) Wait, we actually, I kicked in the door before and I bumped into somebody else. We had a wrestling match in here. (laughs) Okay. Um, But yeah, you see um, there is a work table that has been knocked over. She's got a bunch of shelves and bookcases, um, but one of them has been broken and knocked over. Uh, you see the rug beneath your feet uh, has been moved and ruffled in such a way that it looks like somebody could have been uh, dragged out of here. Mm-hmm. And as you search through her stuff, you notice that a lot of it is undisturbed. Like they didn't really like come in and shatter all her potions or anything. There's a lot of like tinctures and stuff left over, but you do not find the hats that she was working mm-hmm. on for you. Mm. I wonder if she ever even started them. <laughs> yeah, do we remember seeing like you guys did when you came in and you gave her the Molsons? Um, mm-hmm. She was working on some kind of circlets. She was working. Oh, that's okay. Right. So, okay. It is or when missing. you took the Molsons from her, you didn't yeah. give her Molsons. Yeah. <laughs> do we see those circlets anywhere? Uh, no, you do not see the hats. Okay. No. Okay. Right. Oh my god! What if we got her into this? Does she have any more Molsons? Because they were here. Follow up. You look in the fridge, and uh, she did. uh, Looks like she did replenish the Molsons. Um, Maybe whoever came in here took a Molson for themselves, because there's uh, one less in the six pack. There's five bottles here. I'm gonna dust. Calder throws up. Yeah, that's that's trashy. That's really trashy. I fucking take. I'm like, I need a little medicine. I take one. I like do that thing where you slam the the cap off. Oh, that's cool. On the side of a table. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) it shatters. goes everywhere. Fuck, I drink it out of a jagged bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Getting the evidence really wet. Careful, your lips. I mean, if it looks like someone got dragged, do we see uh, a path where they got dragged? Uh, go ahead and give me a new investigation check. Uh, as you, I'll say you go, you go outside of the stump and you kind of uh, look around here. 13. That's a 21. Uh, Calder, 
as you look around in the tall grass outside of Eloise's stump, you do notice condensation, frozen condensation. Like somebody with some kind of frost powers has like frozen the dew here by walking past it. Can I do an insight check on if Calder is evil? Yeah. (laughs) Wait, why are you looking at me? Callie, what are you looking at? Calder take a shit over there? I got a 13. Can I give her the help action? Yeah. (laughs) I got a 15. Yeah. Uh, You think Calder's probably not evil. (laughs) (laughs) What's going on? Nothing for now. (laughs) Check his bag for the missing Molsons. Um, Calder hitches up his jacket and walks towards the uh, cold the cold grass. Yeah, you see a, a little bit of a trail going into the woods here, but you also notice that as you go back into Eloise's stump after having seen uh, these little like frozen footsteps, uh, this little like path in the grass here, you see some more condensation and uh, little bits of ice inside of Eloise's stump. The cold elves have, have been here. Do you think this was Gal Card? Right, because they're working with Glenn. Glenn, Glenn stole Shiverblight's men. Uh huh. And then yeah. they stole Eloise. So that's what they were up to. Yeah, I was thinking they were going to go to Shiverblight. So as you're putting this all together, you see inside there looks like there was a struggle, but once they're in the grass, there's no drag marks. Or they carried her, or they convinced her to go. Okay, well. I guess so we get to the point where the drag marks. Great. Yeah. You guys uh, begin following the um, bits of snow through the grass and pardon the pun, um, but the trail begins to go cold. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Bumpy slaps you. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. (laughs) But I I think the trail's gone cold. This, this is going in the direction past like cooter stump. So let's oh. go to Cooter Stump. Sweet. So you guys um, head to Cooter Stump on the edge of town, uh, where the crowded area around the grandma tree gives way to dense forest. Uh, this is a bit more secluded than some of the other stumps you've seen. And m- the other homes are all kind of warm with glowing magic lanterns and stuff. But this one is, again, kind of apart from everyone. And it looks dark and cold. And you see that the door is open but kind of off its hinges and it is clattering against the frame with the wind. Before we enter, there's something I want to ask you about. Uh, I know that Callie is out of spells. All right. Is it possible for me to like instill some key into her to like give her some spell slots back? Almost like uh, like a CPR, but for spell slots. Oh, that's <laughs> that is interesting. Like he lays down, ready I didn't for say the anything. CPR. <laughs> uh, you know what? Mm-hmm. I'll say two key for a first level spell slot, and okay. you don't have to decide to do it right now. This okay. is like essentially like an action you can take uh, to transfer power in the future. Wow, two. He is 2d8 radiant damage. I'm just going to do it right now. (laughs) Uh, I'm so empty (laughs) arcane wise. (laughs) Uh, You see Saul like raise both of his fists above his head. Whoa, 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 whoa. (laughs) Trust is what friendships are forged in. (laughs) Oh, bam. (laughs) Oh, I feel stronger. Uh, Yeah, um, you blast into Callie. Um, You transfer a bunch of energy. Uh, Yeah, you make your like fists really big and transfer arcane energy to her. Um, Callie, you feel a shock through your system um, and you have gained 
one first level spell slot. Damn, Callie, you look jacked. Honestly, I've been training with Saul. <laughs> when? Yeah, let me see that throat. I bulge I, out my throat. I think whatever he has is contagious. You <laughs> said, said, said it wasn't. But. I look at Saul and his huge muscles and I say, whatever he has, I hope I catch it. <laughs> Thank you, Saul. Of course. I think I'll put it to good use. I will. I promise to. As long as no wizard casts a spell on me, makes me attack you. Or anything like that. Why would you even think about that? Because it like happened really recently, and I'm still dealing with the guilt. I have it like it happens in my dreams sometimes. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Kelly, um, go kick that door down. Okay. Um. I Don't can smite I smite though. on the door? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. No. Um. I think I go to kick the door in, but I can't time it, and the wind keeps blowing it away. <laughs> you completely whiff on Fuck. the door. Fuck. Uh, yeah. You feel your knee pop as you. <laughs> Overextended. Fuck me! <laughs> you gotta inflate your leg. Inflate! Dude, she needs more key. <laughs> Use all your stuff, man. She's gotta, get, key. she's gotta get the door down. Hang on. It's <laughs> just the flimsiest door. It's hanging on by a thread. I get but tangled up in the yeah, door. Yeah, it's blowing so fast oh, and you can't keeps, even hit it. It keeps closing on me. Ow! Oh. The door is winning. Oh. Saul jumps through the window. Yeah. Saul, you jump in. Um, and you guys are inside of uh, Cooter's home, inside Cooter's stump. And you guys find a messy circular room with a shaggy red rug in the middle. Uh, there is a mess of letters, notes, and journals strewn about. You see empty food containers and bottles. You see a desk covered in papers and an unmade bed. Uh, everybody go ahead and give me a new investigation or perception checks. Natural one. Okay. I'm still. Callie, you're wrestling with the door the still. Door. <laughs> it's a, a nine. Okay. Calder got a 17. Tell me what you're looking for or how you're interacting with the room. I mean, I got a nat one, okay. but I am going to say, like, maybe if we can find this grenade we gave him, we can absolve him. Yeah. And also, this shaggy red rug is begging me to pull it aside and see if anything's under it. Mm -hmm. I guess I would love to check out some of the papers Great. that I saw. I almost want to inspect, like, the door that was left open and just mm -hmm. see if, if he left in a rush, if there was a struggle, if... Like, yeah, you know, that kind of thing. Okay. Um, so, I feel like what we're looking at is internal struggle rather than physical yeah. struggle. So, Calder, with a 17, you once again notice some condensation. It is possible that the cold elves were in here, but you don't see a struggle in here. And when you look at the door, this does not look like recent damage. It looks like things were rusted over. And this is kind of him just letting things go mm. okay i report that back and uh Saul, yeah you're looking at all these papers you find a lot of notes on his desk and in his bed uh there's a lot of letters and stuff from from friends and family checking up on him a lot of things that look like they were maybe left on his door or something as mm. people were passing by maybe they couldn't find him you find an an overwhelming amount of of things like you should move out of that old stump come on get out of the oh. dang woods man and there are also a few letters from Eloise referencing his sleep problems and things that she has um, given him for that to help him sleep. Hmm. And uh, you also see another letter that says, you got to clean up that old room, man. It's time to rebuild, buddy. And <sighs> Callie, 
you go to remove that rug. Yeah. And as you pull it, uh, you do see that there is a floorboard that is a slightly different color, and there's like a little hatch, like a little handle. All right. Ah. I uh, I kick, I it, kick it in. I kick it in <laughs> using my first level smite. But <laughs> it's glowing. <laughs> Yeah. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> I, I, I think that opens out. Uh, yeah, you kick it in. Uh, you hear the hinges come off of it. And you see that there are stairs going down to some kind of basement here. Okay, I take a deep breath because I can't imagine what's in the basement of someone who's grieving. And I descend. Okay, I'll follow. You guys begin walking down the steps here. It does seem to have been magically conjured. There's um, roots that are acting as steps, and you guys walk down and enter a basement bedroom of the stump and see roots hanging above you. Flowers grow out of the base here, and you do see that there are cracks and holes in the dirt that allow streaks of light to come through. You see starlight now, but during the day, you would imagine that it would be sunlight. What kind of flowers? What kind of flowers did Glenn like? Glenn liked them dangerous, so he liked a belladonna, a deadly oh. nightshade. Okay. Which is sort of like a little purple trumpet of a flower. Oh, my God. You see little purple trumpets growing all along um, these roots, and Callie, you immediately realize that you are in Glenn's old room. I grab some of the flowers. <laughs> uh, you pull down some of the flowers, um, pluck them from the roots here. And you see, unlike the upstairs, this room seems more well-preserved. There's a, a made bed, various weapons and training bows on the walls and on racks. And yeah, you see there are smaller ones from when he was a kid uh, and then bigger ones for uh, when he was an adult. It does. It looks like, because, you know, elves live for hundreds of years, so it's mm -hmm. not like he's, he's moving out when he's 18 or something like that. Yeah. Right. Glenn was probably here until he was like, 40 or 50. Wow, so pathetic. <laughs> I say, but actually I just want to get into his bed and sniff up his scent. Wow, this Can is like so pathetic and like not a cool place that I actually would have really liked hanging yeah, out. I, that, could be, that could be like evidence or something, right? <laughs> Callie just rolls not around. like this is like a super actually rad basement apartment and I'm like kind of jealous. <laughs> It's like, I could get my own basement apartment, right? Like, why don't I? Yes, Callie, his weight set us? is sick. We can all agree. Yeah, yeah. Check out these freaking kettles down here. Yes, okay, it's a fucking sick apartment. We point. can all fucking admit it. It's pretty sick. He's got flowers growing on trees underground. It's fucking insane. Yeah, Beauty and brawn. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, you see bookshelves um, teeming with old tomes. Books on the Fey Wild, the Seely and the Unseely Courts. Mm. Books on mythical beasts. Um, you see like books on serpents, books on dragons, things like that. Books about Moonshine Saiban, one of the legendary Crick elves. I heard of her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, as well as Mima's sister, um, Maribel Saiban. Um, and you see there's also bookshelves that are unmarked that look like they're more journals and and notes. Oh my God, this is such a fucking kick to my heart don't, to go into my it. fucking ex's house and be able to read his private thoughts. I absolutely resist that urge. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I, I think, I mean, it's not quite the same as like going through somebody's journal he's kind of trying to like kill us and stuff and no i know i know but i'm saying i'm saying it would be on i'm not talking about ethics i'm talking right. about it would be so unhealthy for me okay. to just skim through and look for evidence that he secretly could have worked out uh-huh okay, i'll read the journal i'll read the journal yeah. Kelly, got it. Yeah, Kelly, cool. you stay in bed don't don't get up from Glenn's bed. <laughs> yeah 
Callie, you see what's in this shoebox I found under the bed. <laughs> yeah, Callie's just planking in bed, face down. <laughs> go to sleep. <laughs> I go to sleep. Uh, and Calder, yeah, you go. You start going through some of these journals and notebooks and stuff. And what do you think you would go through first? I'll read the uh, the Moonshine Sybin book mm. cover to cover first. <laughs> um, and then I guess I think I'd probably, I feel like I know what Glenn looks like when he's buttoned up and being professional and as cool, calm and collected as he can be. So I want to mm-hmm. go for the personal journal. Okay. I want to see his cool. most authentic Glenn. Yeah. You go through uh, some of Glenn's uh, personal writings. Uh, you, you immediately clock kind of the more professional stuff because there's like timetables and things like that. Uh, but when you just look at his journals and things he's writing about and everything, um, you see that Glenn writes at length about a number of heroes of his. Um, and amongst them are Moonshine and Maribel Sybin, two powerful spore druids who revolutionized the way magic is used in the living wood. And I'll even say Bumpy confirms some of this stuff anytime you have questions about it. Um, But you would probably know who these people are. Mm -hmm. And he looks up to them as proud representatives of the Crick. But he also has a little bit of a hard time relating to them because he's not a druid himself. And for this reason, he also has a fascination with Ariok's the great archer and former ally of Melora, uh, yeah. who is the deity that is said to protect the Crick. Hmm. And you also see that he does, he talks about his father a bit, but mostly refers to him as like a good, simple man. Like he's, he's condescending about it. He looks up to him in his own way, but it's mostly because of his brushes with greatness. Mm. Cooter was present during a fight with, with a Tarrasque, this giant monster. He went into battle alongside Hard One Shorefoot and Beverly Togold and Moonshine Sybin. He spent time in Gladehome with the famous sorcerer, Mavers the Unschooled. Hell yeah. So, so Glenn, is, Glenn is very impressed by all of this, but m- maybe not of, of his father himself. And he writes, he writes of Cooter, my father saw a lot, but I will do a lot. It's so tragic. Yeah, because like obviously from reading this, Cooter rules and is an absolute ledge, and yeah. we need to like get him back immediately so we can high five him for all this stuff he's done. Yeah, but like this seems like a guy that's spent too much time in the basement. Yeah, yeah. I have to agree. Can I like rip out any page where he's like written about Ariax? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just want to pocket that. Yeah, and and I'll say you can even uh, comb through the bookshelf, and you do find books on Melora's adventuring party, which include Ariox um, and some uh, smaller tomes on him. He's not as famous as uh, Melora herself. Yeah, I want to take everything on Ariox because I yeah. just saw this thing and this connection to the winter allowed her. You pull a bunch of stuff on Ariox, and you pull some stuff uh, of Glenn's writings about him. Okay. Are there any like secret backs? To this bookshelf. Go ahead and give me an investigation check uh, with advantage. Okay. And I'll say all of you can do it as you guys comb through all this stuff. Right. I did crit. Wow. <laughs> I crit in Glenn's room. I did too, but in a different way. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Just a 19. Okay. Uh, yeah. Saul winks at Calder with his infected eye. <laughs> uh, yeah. You guys go through and I'll say Saul brings that up and Calder, you begin digging through his training practice and things like that. You find at the bottom of that, there is a compartment. You are able to lift out the bottom of it. Oh. And you find a Who Am I journal. Oh. <gasps> For Glenn. 
I die for it. <laughs> uh, I, I need to do a contested athletics. Great. Yeah. Uh, you guys wrestle. Go ahead and do athletics checks. No. It's not worth it. 12. Okay. <laughs> I will keep doing it. Okay. I got, I got a 24. Okay. <laughs> I'll say, yeah, uh, Calder's just big brothering it, doing okay. like hand on forehead, <laughs> holding you back as he calmly tries to read. I'm holding it as high as I can. Yeah. <laughs> We've destroyed enough evidence today. <sighs> Calder, you go through it, and for something that seems like it's going to be very personal and stuff, you find somebody who is just doggedly pursuing greatness he has his goals written out and when he plans to achieve them and has them marked off whether or not he's achieved them or not so like graduating the cricketeers with best markmanship uh, when he's 15 uh, enrolling as a crick scout as soon as he's allowed when he's 18 age 25 he's promoted to a scout garrison camp by age 30 he wanted to make ranger and he did it And then he has other things that he wanted to do, like he wanted to be made ranger captain by age 50. He is. What other things he hasn't done yet? He hasn't made ranger captain, and by age 100, he wanted to be the peepaw. Wow. Uh, Which is bold and a red flag because elves live a very long time. And so he clearly had some kind of plan to depose Mima for a long time. Or perhaps he wrote this when he was like very young. I know that these like ideas and goals are so grandiose but looking at it reading this i feel like he just becomes smaller and smaller in my estimation yeah he's a petty a petty man with delusions of grandeur that's Mm -hmm. what he is yeah yeah these are basement dreams (laughs) (laughs) yeah i will say yeah calder as you're looking at this i I think you may even be a little taken aback by just being like these are your deepest thoughts is just to doggedly pursue these goals that you set out for yourself. This does not seem like this is the purpose of the crick. This yeah, does not seem like the ethos yeah. here the at all. Goals aren't towards like an end. Right. Other yeah. than like, just like greatness. It really seems like Callie, I know you said you thought that Glenn lied to you, but I think that you saw the real Glenn the whole time. I think this is a hollow man. There's nothing in there. What he's showing you It's naked. It's just ambition, nothing else. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Calder, in this compartment, this journal was on top of a a, like ledger that had a bunch of documents in it. And amongst it, you find detailed maps from his time uh, as a scout uh, at a particular scout tower. Oh, wow. Um, And you see that in Glenn's writings and maps, he's drawn up plans for how they could hijack mothership airships, but his requests are denied by uh, the senior rangers. And he's he's getting a lot of responses back and forth, and it almost seems like Glenn is either keeping this stuff out of spite or he's like building some kind of case. Uh, you see that he's getting responses reminding him that the purpose of these towers, like the scout towers that he's positioned at, um, is to warn of incoming attacks and to spot people who are in need and the number one rule is to be hospitable um you see glenn has written little notes and like commented on this like how can you be hospitable when you're trying to protect the crick mm-hmm. and glenn 
has all these written ledgers and making notes about the spreading Blue Elf faction, the Sapphire Scale. Uh, this looks like this was all taken um, well before the Crick moved to this demiplane when they were actually in the Living Wood. And Glenn suggests that they begin raiding nearby forts and doing preemptive attacks. And again, he is denied. Uh, and then a tragedy strikes. You see the next thing in the pile of papers is an article about an attack on his scout tower. Glenn is the only survivor and his fellow scouts are killed by encroaching blue elf rangers from High Prince Periwinkle's fort. Glenn has several scathing letters back and forth with the senior rangers about how blood is on their hands. From here, his suggestions begin getting more and more extreme. He begins petitioning for war to wipe out the other factions. He even suggests capturing or killing people that they find trespassing in the woods. And you, uh, as you're going through all of these, you find a kind but firm response from Mima that sort of infers that they've talked in real life and that she, she feels for him and his loss and everything. Um, but the last line reads, we will not rain arrows down from our towers. We will always shine a light. Wow. And you see that this letter has, um, was saved here, but looks like it was like crumpled up and, and thrown out at some point, but then put back here. As you flip through, you see it, it does become clear that strategies are being implemented to protect the Crick, but more extreme measures are being required. And the Crick elves are divided. There are two sides of the argument. You've heard of this. Um, some want to go to war with the other factions and others want to find a way to protect the Crick peacefully. And it all comes down to a vote amongst the old folks. And there are seven elders. And through Glenn's notes, you see that he knows two of them are going to vote for the war. And he trusts that his father, Cooter, will vote his way. So in his mind, he only needs one more vote to get a majority mm. and to get his war. And he begins petitioning the dream druid, Eloise. She responds at first with interest, but she's kind of troubled. She speaks of nightmares and visions of violence against the Crick Elves. I have dreamed that the Crick will flow with blood. And he writes back, Is it our blood or our enemies? Perhaps you dream of victory. She writes back, Ah, an interesting interpretation. I'll sleep on this. The letters go back and forth, her with cryptic dreams and visions that begin to sound more and more like her conviction for Glenn's cause is strengthening. And finally, she writes, I had a vision last night. This one is not up for interpretation. We were no longer divided. You were wearing a crown and leading the elves, all of them. You will unite us. No more debate. No more factions. You will restore the crack. Eloise walked from her stomp, didn't she? This is really bad when, like, yeah. a megalomaniacal man gets a fucking <laughs> trippy-ass trippy -ass hippie woman on his side. <laughs> <laughs> this is a recipe yeah. for disaster. You know who's going to make that crown. <laughs> um, and you see Glenn writes back, and he confirms um, that he has her vote. He now believes this war is inevitable, 
but you know how this pans out. When it comes down to the actual vote, he only gets three in favor of the war because his father votes for peace and the crick tucks itself away in a demiplane and the writing ends here. And you know from here, Glenn leaves the crick and begins operating under a different identity, sowing discord in the living wood, hoping to force the war that he couldn't make happen. You guys have since uh, foiled that plan, but now he has somehow gotten a hold of the old folks. Hey there, Nadpoles. This episode is brought to you by Factor. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factor's no prep, no mess meals. You can check out their menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto-Friendly, folks. Their fresh, never-frozen meals are ready to eat in just two minutes, so no matter how busy you are, you will always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Make today the day you kickstart your new routine What are you waiting for? With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from, every week you'll always have new flavors to explore. So make your day delicious from breakfast to dessert. Stay fueled with easy and nutritious options and also keep that kitchen time to a minimum. Factors meals are ready in just two minutes, so that's no shopping, no prepping, no cooking, or cleaning up. Enjoy effortless support for your lifestyle. Head on over to factormeals.com slash pawpaw50 and use the code pawpaw50 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code pawpaw50 at factormeals.com slash pawpaw50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Thank you, everybody. Hey there, Nadpoles. Did you know that about 75% of people have subscriptions that they've forgot about? Truly, even if you think you have your number of subscriptions under control, you might as well check out Rocket Money just to be sure. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings, folks. With Rocket Money, you got full control over all of your subscriptions and a clear view of those expenses. You can see all of your subscriptions in one place, so if there's anything you don't want, Rocket Money will help you cancel it with just a few taps. Rocket Money will even try to negotiate your bills lower for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is submit a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. They will deal with customer service and all those AI chatbots so you don't have to. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and it saved a total of 500 million in canceled subscriptions. That is saving their members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. So stop wasting money on things that you don't use cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash pawpaw that is rocketmoney.com slash pawpaw rocketmoney.com slash pawpaw thank you everybody so if eloise went willingly does that mean that cooter did as well that doesn't seem like the cooter we know bumpy thinks about it he's having a hard time believing it he just shakes his head and goes i remember back in the day Eloise voting for the war, but that wasn't necessarily, not everybody was like Glenn, you know what I mean? Like, not everybody just wanted to wipe out all the factions. Some people wanted to, you know, didn't want it necessarily the way that he wanted it. They just wanted to carve out our piece of the living wood. I, I always pegged her as, as being that kind of person, but and, and as far as Cooter, I mean, he's been devastated that he disappointed his son and, and their family was was never the same. It, it, it caused a rift there, but... Maybe the one way 
Cooter thought his son would forgive him is to break him out of jail. Maybe Cooter did this on his own. This is Glenn we're talking about. He's a master manipulator. I also just experienced magical manipulation at the hand of the shocking inquisitor. It's true. There's multiple ways to go about this. There's more than one way to brainwash a cooter. Yeah. <laughs> well, we got to stop sitting around and talking about it. What? Yeah. Where do you think they went? Um, everybody go ahead and give me perception checks. Nat 20. Yeah. Oh, wow. Hell These yeah. are out. Nat 1. <laughs> Ooh, I, got a, I did get a 19, which becomes a 23. 23. <laughs> uh, Saul, goo from your eyes has gotten into your ear holes. <laughs> it's definitely infected. You're having a hard time hearing anything. Huh? <laughs> um, but Callie and Calder, you guys hear a distant voice yelling, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. You say... I mean, can I do, I do an insight With check? With a nat 20, mm-hmm. it sounds like Cooter's voice from the time you met him. But does it feel like a trap? It doesn't sound like a fake voice. Mm. Okay. I mean, let's do it. Okay. You all catch up with Cooter. I'll run back to town and get help. Uh, I quickly look to see if he has any like embarrassing stuff under his bed, like some like old pornos or like, uh, you know, like some CDs. <laughs> he has some, he has some unembarrassing pornos. Oh no. <laughs> wow. These are, these are uh, the art nudes. What the hell? It's really these are so fucking tasteful. Really Honestly, tasteful. Honestly, it's coffee table worthy. Yeah. He's Why got some pornography uh, coffee table books. Should we bring it? Yes, we should. Foster, <laughs> get over here. We it's honestly moving. Why would we leave it? <laughs> I tube it up and shove it in Foster. We can frame this. <laughs> I want some like silhouettes with nipples. Yeah. A lot of silhouettes with nipples. Hot. How is it hot and meaningful at the Nipply. same time? <laughs> you guys rush out of the stump in the distance, a little bit deeper into the woods. You see Cooter, this old crick elf with long white hair, bags under his eyes. Does not look like he's been sleeping or trancing much recently. You hear him just keep saying over and over again, like he's in a trance, uh, going, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm really sorry. I'm sorry. Is it like a magic mouse spell? No, he's just kind of saying it to himself. Kuda? Yeah. Kuda? Yeah. He, Hi, it's us. He, we gave you a bomb. You gave me the bomb. Yeah, the I, bomb. I'm sorry. I, I, What'd you I do? To... Just, just tell us everything you did. It's all, it's okay. Everything's yeah. good between us. It's okay. It was your bomb. It was your bomb. You did with it as you saw fit. Yeah, I had to help him escape because oh. because I'm a traitor to my people and I'm a traitor to my son. But why are you a traitor to both? You see, his eyes close and begin to flutter as his his entire body tenses up and blood begins leaking from his nose and eyes. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, hey, 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 I think you're hey. losing some essential and juices. he drops. Uh, can I lay on hands him? As you guys run over to him, you fall through the hallucinatory terrain into a 30-foot pit. Everybody go <gasps> ahead and roll initiative. Oh, what? <laughs> okay. oh. 25 to my initiative. Uh, my initiative is 23. I got a dirty 20. Good work, guys. Unfortunately... <laughs> All of you are surprised, except for Saul, who cannot be surprised. True. He is alert. Nice. Uh-huh. Dude, nice. <laughs> so you That's got my frog, baby. That's my frog. Yeah. So Saul is super alert as he falls through a false floor into a pit. <laughs> I take one look at the porno and I snap out of it. You guys fall into this pit. You take 18 damage as you land. 
Um, you see there are tall, sharp spikes carved from wood that slice you before you hit the dirt below. Oh. I believe, Saul, you don't take falling damage, right? Right, yeah, I have slow fall. Okay, so you take seven damage off of that. Mm -hmm. uh, you just take 11 damage from the spikes. Okay. The spikes drip with some kind of thick poison oozing and steaming like tar. Everybody give me con saving throws. God damn. That's a nat one on my con save. Oh, wow. That's a 16. Okay. Uh, 17. Callie and Saul, you guys stay up. You guys see Calder passes out. Calder? Yep. Uh, Calder? Around you in the pit, you see elves in dragon masks covered in brown leaves. They wear druidic robes, except one who wears leather armor and wields a long crooked knife. You see cold air fogs out from behind his teeth. Uh, the first druid uh, locks eyes with you, Saul and Callie, and prepares to do something. Um, but Saul, you actually act before her. Okay, um, I think I'm going to turn to Calder and try and snap him out of this and get him up. Saul, for that, you don't even have to roll. If oh, you great. use your action, you shake him. Uh, uh -huh. The way this poison works is they do wake up if they take damage. So, um, yeah, you, you start shaking uh, Calder. Um, and I think what I do is I, I get the possum puppet and I fill it with smelling salts. <laughs> great. <laughs> <laughs> wake up! Wake up! <laughs> um, Calder, you wake up screaming. Uh, Saul, you do still have a bonus action. A bonus action. All right, great. Um... These druids are all grouped together? Yes. I'm going to activate my gauntlets and try and blast them with some force damage. Great, go ahead. Uh, they're going to need to make DC 17 deck saves. Okay. Um, you jump forward. You've got these uh, four guys here. Mm -hmm. um, one of them looks like uh, an assassin with a knife, uh, has cold breath coming out of his mouth. Um, the other three are druids. One of the druids and one of the assassins passes, um, and the other two druids fail. Okay. So the ones that fail uh, take three force damage. Okay. Um, yeah, you blast back as you just reflexively go to save your friend and then mm -hmm. jump forward yeah. and go on the attack. Okay. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm like ready for my next round. My fists are inflated uh, and I'm standing by Calder. Great. Okay. After your turn, the main druid, long white hair, you immediately recognize her as Eloise. You see her eyes begin swirling, strange swirling colors and you begin to feel yourself float wow. like you're in a waking dream everybody give me charisma saving throws oh fuck me 13 11 also 13 that's three fails you guys Ooh. enter a waking dream and are confused uh, so you guys are under the confused condition. You guys look all around you. You're seeing the hallucinatory terrain. You're back with Cooter one moment and everything seems fine. You're suddenly back in the stump. Uh, you look oh. around. Callie, you look up at these masks. You suddenly see green dragon masks and think you see Glenn. Glenn, Glenn? is he a friend? Is he still your boyfriend? No, you hate Glenn. God, I have so many conflicting memories of this man. Yeah, <laughs> uh, so you're all over the place. You guys feel yourself stagger and feel yourself floating and wobbling before uh, you come crashing back to earth every once in a while uh that goes to one of the druids who is this big bullywug uh this massive dark green bullywug begins to secrete a sticky substance from her pores then is going to try to grapple Saul you see um massive arms go to grab around you okay uh that is a 19 to hit when it comes to excreting stuff Two can play at this game. I'm going to use my slimy skin ability, okay. uh, which gives me advantage on uh, strength 
or dexterity checks to escape or resist a grapple. Okay, so you do not get to resist this, but you can try to escape it okay. on your turn. Gotcha. Uh, this right. is an ability called a crushing hug. Um, <laughs> so she grabs you um, and she crunches you in and you uh -huh. feel your back like crunch and snap as she pulls you in. Um, you take 36 damage. As she grapples me, okay. uh, I am going to just bite down on her in Hellish Rebuke. Great. Okay. Uh, she will go ahead and make a, a save. Is it a... Uh, Dex 17. Dex save. Okay. Uh, she does pass. Okay. So she'll take half. I think half. it's 2d10. Um, so she takes five fire damage. Okay. Uh, she takes five fire damage as she crunches you in. You feel your bones snapping as she pulls you into this bear hug. Can I use my reaction to, like, blow... Starfire to inflame that hellish rebuke to become a protective fiery umbrella around him and do rebuke the violent. Whoa. On this yeah. Yeah, I wanna, I wanna read. Yeah, there's an explosion of energy. Yeah, Saul bites into her. Uh, Callie, as you use your magical ability, you see he grows serpent fangs and bites into her harder. <laughs> uh, so and she takes what half of the damage that she did? She does a wisdom save. Oh, got it. Okay, we're all doing saves. Wow, she actually fails. Yes. Okay, she takes the uh, radiant damage equal to the damage she just dealt. Wow, oh, yeah, you oh. hear her body snap uh, in her bones. <laughs> <laughs> I think of it. I think of it as like Hellfire and Starfire merging yeah. to. <laughs> yeah, Saul just thinks he bit her really hard. <laughs> I don't let him know what I did. <laughs> she looks quite injured from that. That is the assassin's turn who's going to go forward and take an attack on Calder. Sweet. That's a, a 25 to hit. Uh, you have just gotten out of the surprise condition. You have not taken a, a turn yet. You kind of uh, shake out from this poison. Uh, you wake up, you start to stand up. You're in this strange, confused state and you feel someone come up and just knife you in the ribs. Oh. You take oh. 30 damage. So I'm surprised, confused, poisoned, and yes. then stabbed. Yes. <laughs> Your status bar is blinking so much. Actually, you might you might only take half of that on the um, uh, poison damage. Go ahead and give me a constitution saving throw. Oh. Um, and you feel this is, uh, this actually isn't regular poison damage. You feel like ice in your veins. Like this is cold oh. damage. Like oh. more than usual. Like more than usual. 26 on the con save. Passes. Okay, so you only, you only take 18 damage. You take six piercing and 12 cold damage. Uh, okay. Then he's going to take a, a second attack. Okay. That's a 22 to hit. I'll use, can I use uh, shield? You actually can use shield now. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, you are out, out of the surprise condition. Um, you throw up a shield, um, and you see uh, as he goes in to stab with the second strike, um, it pinks off of the magical barrier that comes up. I have ice, too. <laughs> <laughs> After you, that is the last druid, you see this scrawny old man with long gray hair is going to reach out and cast Eye Bite on Calder. Calder, I need a wisdom saving throw. I but now I'm getting bitten. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna bite your eyes. Don't bite, I'll bite me. What's I bite? Bite his eyes. Uh, Calder puts on sunglasses, but he did roll a nat one on the okay. wisdom oh, save. Good um, lord, dude. You guys see Calder drops and falls asleep. Good lord. Calder. <laughs> <laughs> Let me I let just, me rest. I'm just, just gonna let him have it this time. Confused, knocked out, sleeping. 
been stabbed a bunch of times. I obviously want to lay down. He's clearly <sighs> tired. As the dust clears from the surprise round, Callie is confused. Saul is confused. But every once in a while, you feel yourself uh, focus back up and, and come back into focus. And all along the walls, you see tied to posts are four old folks, including Meemaw. They are, they are passed out and their eyes are flickering behind the lids. You see, they are wearing circlets, the ones that were apparently intended for you guys to help you dream walk together. Ugh. So are they dream walking or was it like just a lie? It looks like it was probably a lie. Um, you see oh. the lead druid, Eloise, yells up to the top of the hole. Well done, Cooter. Now go see to it that the rest of the loose ends are tied up. You see, he, he looks over the side. He's got, like, blood dripping out of his nose. He His eyes are um, uh, flickering behind his eyelids, and he runs off. What did, you, what did you do to him? It's a simple chaos spell. Are you familiar with it? If he doesn't do exactly what we tell him to do, he dies. As far as the rest of them, you see she gestures back to the old folks who are in some kind of strange dream state. Interesting bit of magic to be able to trap somebody in a dream. You've all inspired me. We thought we'd have to restructure the old folks' circle after the dust settled, but you forced us to act quickly. Those hats belong to us! <laughs> no, no, no. You didn't pay your deposit. <laughs> we did. What? We paid the deposit. Yeah, You're did. asleep. You're I'm asleep. Really huh? confused. Sally's <laughs> <Yes. laughs> so confused. <laughs> it's just like everyone's talking, and yeah. like not the words don't yeah, really you line hear up. It over and over again. It sounds like you're underwater <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> it comes in and out. I wish I was back in that basement bedroom. <laughs> Callie, why do you have a frog's head? Why does everyone have a frog's head? Why did everyone look like me? She continues and goes, Dreams and visions are hard to interpret. I could not have foreseen that you would be so instrumental in saving the Crick. But one thing is clear is that Sawyer will unite the elves. And you guys see Glenn Maskless appears atop the pit and slides down. Uh, Saul and Callie, go ahead and give me... Perception checks with disadvantage because you're confused right now. So everything's in this weird dream. I'm dreams. confused. I rolled two fives. Um, with disadvantage. Ooh, uh, 18. Oh, shit. Glenn, wow. are you coming to save me? I, I'm, I'm going to save all of us, Callie. Really? Yes. Oh, I guess I cast you as the villain too quickly. Uh, yeah, he, uh, <laughs> he touches your cheek and he nods. Okay. And Saul... You see, even in your confused state, you, you, you break out of it. You see as Glenn gets down here, he looks uncharacteristically disheveled and sweaty, and he looks nervous. He does not look like his normal self. And he is nodding and kind of just going along with Callie's delusion. Mm, you know, we have so much in common, Glenn. I agree. It's and crazy. When we were together, I didn't even realize yes, how much it's we so had in common. So incredibly similar. Mm, but now you've come to save us. I've come to save us all. Callie, that one lock of hair that's casually out of place on his head is actually out of place now. <laughs> it's hard to tell the difference, but he is looking messed up. 
I finally got the gunk out of my eyes. Yeah, just like, I really like the messy look. <laughs> yeah, you see, he starts walking towards Calder. The crick is safe for now, but peace is tenuous until the elves are united under one banner, and I need power to do it. It is time I stopped using other people and became the hero that this place needs. Lord Altris, I believe we can help each other. Glenn? The great Ariox once fought alongside giants. I have no love for the dragons of this place. If you will help unite my people, I will help unite yours. You see him grab the horns of Calder's helm and begin trying to pull it off? No! Calder, we cut to you on the frozen plain. (gasps) In the dream state. It seems like they really, really, really wanted to knock you out. And uh, you might be realizing why. You are on this blizzardy plane with Ultras, and you hear Glenn's words echoing across the landscape, booming from above. And you see Ultras standing about 10 feet away from you, was, was striding towards you, but begins listening to Glenn. If you will help unite my people, I will help unite yours. Oh. An interesting proposition. For sure, but I wouldn't trust that guy. He's, uh, he's kind of a dick. Hmm. You might need to be a bit of a dick to unite the giants and kill all the dragons, would you not? Yeah, but I feel like you, you really only need one giant dick, and that's (laughs) you. Oh. I read, I read this guy's journals. All he cares about is greatness, and that's all you care about, but I think... You two working together, it's going to put one of you at odds. Hmm. Eventually. You have to have another option. Work with Glenn, or defeat me, right? You know, Calder, I did think you would be easier to conquer, but these friends of yours have bailed you out time and time again. I cannot sit around waiting for the Cali cocktail to fail. <laughs> Today could have been your day. <laughs> you made your choice when you let that dragon steal our glory. Ultras pulls out his axe and slashes into the snow, creating a line in it. You see it breaks off, creating a floating island of snow that begins drifting back. And Calder, in this moment, I will let you decide if you'd like to try to keep Ultras here with you, or if you'd like to let him go and be rid of this. And if you are going to try to keep him here, this is now a different type of fight. You're going to have to use wisdom. Okay. I, I'm no fan of Ultras. (laughs) And I don't want a cursed item, but there's no way in hell that I'm going to let Glenn get any stronger. (laughs) So, I want my helmet back. Great. Uh, go so ahead. So mature. Uh, go ahead and give me a, a wisdom saving throw. We're going to use the DC that it would have been after the charges from the king. It is a DC 16 right now. Okay. I add zero to wisdom, but I did just level up and I now have access to Indomitable. Oh. So I can re-roll. Glenn ain't getting this helm. It's my damn hat. (laughs) (laughs) That's an 18. You see 
the floating island stops. What are you doing, Calder? Will you give up your own body then? Is that what you want? Um, he begins walking on the snowy plain um, and pulls out his axe. You can come and try. Okay, we are going to continue in the initiative. Uh, Saul, you see on the outside, Glenn can't get this thing off. Come to me, Lord Ultras. Come to me. <laughs> Even he doesn't want you. <laughs> Callie, that is your turn. Callie, you mean? are. I'm confused. An affected target can't take reactions. We oh. didn't realize that at the time, but we we got the one. Oh. Um, and must roll a d10 at the start of each of its turns to determine its behavior for that turn. Whoa. Okay. Three. Three. The creature doesn't move or take actions this turn. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, no. uh, so Callie just. You know uh, what? I think Glenn's got this. Yeah, well, I'll totally put my trust in him. <laughs> I've got I'm this. Just... Give me the helm. I need my crown. I need yeah. a crown. Yeah, you do need a crown, King. <laughs> Why do I have a migraine? Callie, he's so low right now. You can tip him over. Don't yeah, give in to this. He's absolutely so sweaty. He's slipping off of the horns at the end of um, Calder's helm. Of course, this is the one time Callie can't see him, too. <laughs> and since I'm confused, I think I'm like, oh, my God, I know it's happening. He's fighting Ultras because Ultras and I have been playing. Yeah. <laughs> Callie, <laughs> you see Callie a vision of... <laughs> you've done it again. <laughs> Callie, you see a vision of Glenn in a Letterman's jacket, just poking Ultras, going, you stay away from my girl, man. You've been bullying her, and, that, and that's not okay. You gotta respect her. I sigh contentedly. This is what I've been waiting for. Why, why did I become a soldier and go out adventuring? Uh, at the end of your turn, give me a wisdom saving throw. 15. Unfortunately, you stay confused. Um, <laughs> after Callie's turn, that's Saul's turn. Okay. Uh, Saul, you are also confused. Roll me a d10. Yeah, okay. Saul got a nine. Saul, you can act and move normally. Yeah, baby! <laughs> Woo! Uh, Roll play okay. that, dude. <laughs> I don't know how to act. Uh, you are currently grappled. Okay, I guess I'll try and get out of this grapple first and foremost. Yeah, you can essentially... Attempt like uh, a shove attack or something with uh, an athletics check. Uh, DC 15 to get out. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, I think Saul's confusion manifests in that he thinks this bullywug hugging him is his dad. Okay. <laughs> dad, you're hugging me really tight. What's you going on? What? <laughs> <laughs> ah! I finally turn and face her. Ah! You're my mom! <laughs> I'm not your dad! <laughs> Um, with my fist activated, that's going to be a dirty 20. Uh, you break free. Of the <laughs> just kind of like slide out uh, <laughs> like I'm just covered in mayonnaise. <laughs> There's just secretions everywhere. Uh, and then I do like a three-point land. Uh, then I guess I'm going to try and attack Glenn if he's going for this helmet. Uh, great. Okay. What are you doing? Do you really want this burden? I would take it from you. You couldn't shoulder the weight. If you, think you don't know what I'm capable of. No one knows what I'm capable of! You'd be crushed. You don't even smell like sandalwood anymore. You smell like feet! <laughs> Look um, at them fighting over me. <laughs> yeah, you see Saul is also in a letterman's jacket. <laughs> Back off. There's only room for one hot frog in this town. <laughs> uh, I'm going to attack Glenn. 14? 14 does not hit. Okay, uh, then you know what? I'll bonus action do a flurry of blows. Great. I miss both of those. Okay, yeah, you're just bashing <laughs> into um, Glenn, and he's just wiggling out of the way. Stop! <laughs> Stop it! Mom, why is this happening? I told them not to kill you! <laughs> After Saul's turn, Eloise is going to cast Eye Bite on Saul. Uh, Saul, go ahead and give me a wisdom saving throw. Okay. 
As Eloise joins the fray, I'm like, Eloise, I didn't even know you had a dog in the fight here. <laughs> she doesn't need anyone to stand up for her. She can stand up for herself. You Eloise, see Eloise where, did to you? You? where did you get that Letterman jacket? <laughs> uh, this is 20 on my wisdom save. Uh, you pass. Cool. Uh, you are not affected by the spell. Um, I eat the eye bite. Uh, you swallow a <laughs> floating eye. <laughs> um, that is Calder's turn. Calder, you are asleep and unconscious. You will do a save if Glenn is trying to rip this thing away again on his turn. Um, but I'll say you can take action or something if you'd like to against Ultras, but this is mostly just battle against the, the magic of the curse. Mm. I guess just just for my own personal growth, I'll try to hit him with uh, my sword. <laughs> Great. I'm tired of giants pushing me around. And I swing at Ultras. I roll the four. I'll take my second attack. Uh, you see, he just big brothers. You just grabs your head and pushes you into the ground. <laughs> my second attack is a nat 20. Nice. Yes! Um, as you fall, you slash into the back of his calf and just like rip his fucking heel. <laughs> just like a big brother fight. Oh, God damn it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. What the fuck is the problem? <laughs> my bad. Oh, 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 nuts. Uh, go ahead and do your damage. Nuts. Oh, fuck. I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't tell mom. 23 damage. Okay. I'm fucking sorry. Oh, you'll be sorry. Uh, I'll say Ultras will crack right back at you. No. Uh, Ultras swings down with his axe. He gets a 33 to hit. That's, okay. That's 26 damage on the first attack. Slashes into you. Uh, you get a brutal injury um, in your shoulder. Um, he's going to go ahead and take a second attack. 19 to hit on the second attack. Oh, that is that is my AC. Okay. Shield's um, gone. Okay. That is 29 damage on the second one. Okay. Um, and then Time. he's also going to Time bonus out. action go into a rage. Oh, my God. Come on, dude. This is what you wanted. You want to be a giant now, small heart? Is that what you want? No, no, no. I just want to be a regular. Oh, guy. I'll never sleep again. I'll never sleep again. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Fuck. <laughs> you guys are fighting back and forth. That is the frog druid's turn. Mm -hmm. She is going to go ahead and touch Saul. Cast bestow curse. Give me another wisdom save. Mom, what the hell? I'm not oh, your man. mom. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Just a nine. Okay. She's going to use choose one ability score while curse the target has disadvantage on ability checks and saving throws made with that ability score. She's going to choose wisdom. Uh, Saul feels uh, stupider than he already was. Oh, oh, actually, Saul, go ahead and um, uh, this wouldn't have affected your turn, but give me a wisdom saving throw at the end of your turn to see if you get out of the confused condition. Okay, cool. Fifteen. 15 fails. You stay confused. All right. Um. <laughs> stay confused, my stay friend. Stay confused. <laughs> hey, you out there. That is the assassin's turn. The assassin sees Saul jumping around. I'm just going to take some fucking cracks on him. What? Uh, stay down, goddammit. I look at the assassin and I'm like, you too? <laughs> yeah, really? Standing How up. Many she doesn't need anyone to stand up for her. <laughs> I know you were already saying that, but there's so many of us, some uh, of us are going to be on the same side. The Brother, why are you and mom so mad at me? <laughs> The thing that's so confusing is how everyone has the same Letterman jacket. <laughs> um, Saul, go ahead and give me a constitution saving throw. 
Uh, it's going to be a dirty 20. For once, you just absolutely cannot roll low. Um, you <laughs> uh, still take uh, 16 damage. Okay. Ooh. Um, and then for the second attack, I need you to give me another constitution saving throw. There's that low roll. Uh, shout out to <laughs> three BGs. Okay. Um, Saul, as he stabs into you the second time, you feel ice in your veins. Uh, a chill um, runs up your spine, and you take 31 damage. Oh, I'm fucking down. Saul drops. Oh, uh, Saul, I was pulling for you. <laughs> but I think this is all just friendlies, so I'm assuming that you're not even down. <laughs> Shoot. Sorry, babe. I gotta drop out. There's too much heat here. <laughs> then that is... The uh, skinny druid's turn. He still has concentration up on eye bite. On each of your turns until the spell ends, you can use your action to target another creature. Um, so he's going to try to cast it on Callie. Callie, okay. go ahead and give me a wisdom saving throw. Nat 20, baby. Jesus Use. Christ. Um, <laughs> Callie, you... No one's getting eye-bitten but me. I'm not fucking going to sleep. I'm gonna watch everyone fight over me. <laughs> yeah. Callie, you come out of your confusion for a moment uh, and see clear as day, Saul out, bleeding out. Uh, you see Calder under some kind of sleep spell and you see Glenn is trying to yank the helm from Calder's head, but it is being held on by like frosty magic. Fuck. Glenn, what are you doing? This I does not to, look like saving us. I, I, I'm going to save us all. I, I need the helm. Well, you can't have it. Crown. It belongs to Calder. It doesn't belong to Calder. He didn't even want it. Yes, see, well, he's got a complicated relationship with it, but so does everyone. And so would you if you had it on. <laughs> Calliope, I need this. I need to take the power into my own hands. You could cross off every single milestone in your Who Am I journal, and you wouldn't be happy. Go ahead and give me a intimidation check or a persuasion check. Nice, nice. Okay, my persuasion is better, but I'm. I think I want persuasion. I don't think okay. I even want to intimidate him. I'm gonna do persuasion. Nat twenty again. Yeah. Woo! Yes. I'm yes. A, I'm the serpent dice you gave me for Christmas, honey. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Brayden. <laughs> Shit. Um, Callie, you see. He's taken aback by that, and his turn is next. He goes to pull it off again, but he is not nearly as self-assured. And we will cut back to Calder and Ultras on this frosty plane. And Calder, you see once again, Ultras takes his axe, slams it into the ice, and begins being pulled away again. You will get to make this roll with advantage, but I will let you... I will let you make this choice. You can fight with wisdom saves to essentially keep Ultras trapped, or you can use constitution saves. However, if you fail the constitution save, he takes your body. Whoa. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, Glenn takes my my body? No, no, no. Ultras takes your body. Oh, I see. So the so I have a better chance of passing, but the risk is higher. Correct. Uh, okay. Wisdom save, all that happens is Glenn gets the helm. All right, I'm going to try to keep Ultras here. Okay. I'll make the wisdom save with advantage. Got it. Cool. 
Shout out to the two crew and a 17. Nice. Uh, Once again, uh, everything resets. The crack, uh, some snow comes down and just um, frosts over it. Uh, And you see Ultras runs at you again with his ax going to slash at you. (laughs) I'm not getting my other hat, so we're stuck with each other. Uh, At the top of the round, that is Callie's turn. Okay, so I roll to try and D10 to see if you're confused. It's an eight. Okay, with an eight, the creature uses its action to make a melee attack against a randomly determined creature within its reach. If there's no creature within its reach, the creature does nothing this turn. Uh, There are definitely creatures within your reach. All of the druids, the assassin, and Glenn. Okay. Uh, Everybody else is knocked out, so you're not going to attack your allies. Okay. So how do I decide who I attack? <laughs> so we got, what, what do we got down here? We got uh, this fight has been so fucking frustrating because I have a way to get Calder out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, go ahead and roll a, a d6. Five will be Glenn, um, and then I'll I'll go down the initial order. Four. Okay, that'll be the assassin. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so I'm just gonna attack them. <laughs> Great. All right. <laughs> I just crit again. Jesus yes! Christ! <laughs> I'm not gonna use my first level spell. But maybe I'll use a bardic just to get the uh, AC. Great. Uh, yeah, Callie, um, you you come out of your uh, confusion real quick. Uh, you see that this assassin is not in a Letterman jacket, but instead is holding a bloody knife over Saul's. Di- You're making my body. day about you. <laughs> what? What are you talking about? Wait, sorry. Actually, I'm kind of shaking the fog off a little bit. I'm going to attack you. Should we get Letterman's jackets? Like in real life? We will. We will, sweetie. <laughs> 30 damage. Nice. And then do I take my second attack? Uh, you do not take your second okay. attack. You just do a melee attack against a random person. <laughs> um, but you fuck him up good. Um, you see uh, this dude uh, looks over who who you now recognize as being Galcard, one of um, uh, Shiverblight's guys. Fucking Galcard. Do you know your princess is a fucking queen now? What? Bet you wish you stuck around, huh? She you would be living in a castle instead of sti- sitting in a sad little fucking trap. We have bigger with- plans. Yeah? Yeah. Well, good luck on getting a castle, because you could have had one. Uh, he looks rattled by that, <laughs> and he's very rattled by the fact that he's been uh, stabbed. <laughs> tell him about the ping pong table, Callie. <laughs> um, after Callie. I go to tell him about the ping pong table, but then I revert to my confused state. <laughs> Hey, why are you bleeding now? You're bleeding through your letterman jacket. <laughs> Saul, go ahead and give me a death saving throw. We're all at a bonfire on hay bales. <laughs> uh, death saving throw. Yeah, sure. Why not? Oh! Is it a nat one? That's a nat one. That is too Oh my God. Hell. I need to fucking kick this confusion. That is two fails for Saul. Uh, Saul is on death's door, bleeding out. Um, and... Glenn is holding on to the helm. Give me the helm and we'll let him live. You'll let him live? Saul, yes. No. Okay, let me go fucking heal him and you can have the crown. I don't trust you after what happened last time. But I don't trust you. Let me heal him and I'll give you the helm. Helm first. So I'm just going to like go over and I want to like put hands on my people. This isn't the path to greatness. This isn't the path to Peepaw. This isn't the path to being the captain of the Rangers. Kelly, I need this. I need this help. I know you think you do. I know it's got a bewitching call to you, 
I know it's offering and promising things to you. Nothing else has worked. I tried to do it from the inside. I tried to, to do it from the outside. And now I need to do things myself. I can't be relying on other people. I need the power. I need this helm. Do you think this is how Ariox got his powers? Do you think this is how Ariox got strong? Ariox did what he needed to do. He fought against his own friends. He fought for what he believed in. He shot dragons out of the sky. I'm willing to do the same. I guess I just wish you believed in something more than just yourself. Callie, give me a persuasion check. But I'll say this is not, he's not necessarily going to allow you to heal, but this might rattle him again. So Calder continues to get advantage on his saves. Unfortunately, just a 14. Okay. You see, he steals himself. If you try to heal them, we will kill him. Uh, That is Eloise's turn. She is going to cast Polymorph on Callie. Callie, go ahead and give me a wisdom saving throw. 15. 15 fails. Um, Callie, you turn into a nanorfly. Oh! Just a confused, uh. horny nanofly. <laughs> <sighs> Everything's so simple from this perspective. All I want to do is just eat banana. How simple it could be. <laughs> hey, go out with me. Go out with me. <laughs> Check out my butt. After Eloise are the other druids and the assassin. The assassin stands over Saul. You see Glenn looks at him and goes, they help the Crick, they're part of this. Stick to the plan, don't kill them. We'll, we'll do this the right way. Galcard holds his action, and Glenn is going to try to pull the helm again from Calder. Do I have any sense of what's going on outside of, hmm. you know, my little ice world? Calder, as you are battling with Ultras here, it feels like the world is being pulled apart as Glenn is trying to remove this helm from your head. You see like cracks. As you look up into the sky, you see the battlefield projected. You see that Callie is missing. You have no idea where she is. And you see that Saul is uh, bleeding out on the ground. Okay. Ultras, make a deal with me. I will let you go. I'll let you choose your side in this war. Just don't let Glenn hurt my friends. You would give up yourself. If that's the choice you ask me to make. Perhaps you have a giant's heart after all called their guilt day. I have no wish to walk around as an elf. If you would be my vessel, I would take it. And if I'm your vessel, you can never use me to lay a hand on Callie or Saul. Hmm. I do not see a reason to kill them. I never cared about being a giant. I never cared about greatness. I just cared about making myself useful one day and maybe maybe it's now maybe that day has finally come do it 
You have been useful, Calder Kilday. Uh, you see, he um, reaches out his hand to shake yours. I give him that icy iron grip, and I shake his hand. You see the whoosh, magical barrier goes up. You and Ultras whoosh, switch places, and Ultras disappears, and you are left alone on this frozen plane. Calder sits down, crosses his legs, and uh, starts to whistle an old familiar tune. As Calder whistles in the wind, you can just make out on the projection Ultras entering the battlefield. Callie, you as a confused nannerfly. I'm a nannerfly, don't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I'm confused. You're very confused. Uh, you see Calder suddenly expands and takes the form of Ultras. His muscles bulge, his skin turns completely blue, long white beard. You see heads at his side. Uh, he grows so quickly that Glenn hanging on to this helm begins going up with him. Wait, wait, no, no, we had a deal. No deal. Um, and Ultras is going to take some attacks on Glenn. You see, <laughs> just begin smashing him into the wall here. Oh, wow. Oh, fuck. Hits twice, does 65 damage to Glenn. You see Glenn is on death's door. You see collapses down um, and just starts shivering on the ground, covered in blood. Uh, the other druids look fucking horrified. They have like a self-plane shift. You see all three of them disappear. Um, and Callie, concentration breaks on the polymorph spell uh -huh. and on the confusion spell. Okay. And uh, you are left in this pit with a greatly injured Glenn, a greatly injured Saul, and Ultras is there in Calder's place. I fall out of the sky with a taste of bananas in my mouth. <laughs> I think I'm not going to register like anything that's going on other than I'm going to go uh, lay on hands, Saul. Great. You reach over, lay hands on Saul. <sighs> and um, Saul, you, you come back to life. You see you are in this pit with, with Callie. All of the druids are gone, except for the old folks who still have their eyes twitching and have mm. been left behind. Uh, whatever curses on them seems to remain. Um, Ultras is in this pit walking towards Glenn, who is uh, shuffling back into the corner. No, 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 no. Okay, I don't want this either. Ultras, where is Calder? Ultras, where? What the fuck happened? Where's Calder? Same place he's been keeping me. You see, he points to his head. No, he wouldn't have lost. Something had to happen. What did he do? It's your fault. What do you mean? You were going to die because you're small and weak. So he gave himself so that I could save you. <laughs> he said, he said that, small and weak? No, he said it in a nice, small folk way. Um, how, how the fuck do we get him back? Because I'll be honest, I don't think it's a fucking fair trade. Can we do, like, insights to see if, like, we could convince Glenn to team up with us and just finish this here? I'll say, I'll look at Glenn, and I say, you fucking owe me. And I'll cast Compel Duel on 
Ultras so that he has to fight me instead of oh. Glenn. <laughs> oh, wow. He is going to do a wisdom saving throw. He fails. He locks eyes with you and begins marching towards you as as Glenn is is scampering away into the corner, uh, greatly injured, but getting ready to climb up the, the side of the rock face here on his turn. We had a deal. Calder's pounding on his ice jail. Yeah. My He's... eyes flicker towards Saul. <laughs> you, now is the chance. You see that Ultras... <laughs> to what? You see that Ultras grabs his head and looks to be taking some kind of psychic damage as he goes to engage in battle with you because he has just made this deal with Calder. What's the matter? You scared from everything you've seen already? This is not what he wanted when we made the deal. So now you care what he wants? I do not care what he wants, but the curse is a curse. Yeah, I know. I've witnessed someone dealing with it for quite a while. I can't hurt you, and now you've made it so I can't hurt him. Um, he gestures back to Glenn. I have no business here. Calder will tell you himself. Do you wish to speak to him? Yeah, I would like to speak with him. Yes. You see, he stays in his his giant form, but um, his face becomes Calder's. And Calder, you see in the projection of the sky, uh, you see your, your friends. You see through Ultras' eyes. Calder? Calder. Calder. Calder does a small wave. <laughs> hey, guys. Calder, what the hey. fuck is going on? I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. He's right. I am weak. I am pathetic. This shouldn't have happened. Oh. This is my That's fault. absolutely not true. His fucking I... code of ethics is backwards. Saul, I wouldn't have traded my my body for, for someone who was weak and pathetic. You're strong and you're hot. <laughs> you are really hot. Thanks, guys. Salt does a, a mournful uh, head dance. <laughs> yeah, Called it. I didn't know you could make that <laughs> sorrowful. That's amazing. <laughs> it was the tears dripping down it that made it sorrowful. Called it. We're going to find a way to get you out of there. Yeah. Okay. Tight. I don't know what else to say besides, uh, I guess I'm I'm counting on you guys. All right. Yeah. 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 We'll, we'll get you out of here. I don't know how. I guess I don't even know what to say here. Uh, do you have any clue on how we can get you out? I really, I really don't. But maybe you might have to do the one thing I could never do and fight Ultras. I wish I could be there to help. Well, if he if he can't fight us, could we just beat the shit out of him here? I mean, he's pretty strong, but like, he can't fight back. We might as well try. <laughs> as soon as they touch me, the curse is broken. Oh, okay. 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 Right. Yeah. It's all out there now. Yeah, it's all clarified. It's, yeah. Not, okay. I um, forgot the small print. Yeah. <laughs> ah, salt punches of rock. All right. Look, I know you guys, I believe that you'll find a way to figure this out someday. But for now, look after yourselves. Get yourselves out of this mess that Glenn's dragged you down into. Yeah. Callie, he's right. We should at least make sure that Glenn is subdued. Yeah, um, I guess I'd look to Glenn. Yeah, as you look over to Glenn, you see Ultras goes back to being himself. Calder's face disappears. Calder, you see the sky turns back to the cold blue winter sky. Ultras can't attack you. 
can attack Glenn, um, is going to climb out of the pit and walk off into the woods. As he's leaving, I just grab a piece of hair. Great. Uh, go ahead and give me a sleight of hand check. Callie, I know you had a thing for him, but what What the heck? <laughs> 16. Okay. Uh, Callie, you grab a hair off of him as he climbs off, uh, and you see Ultras walks off into the woods with Calder. And uh, you see Glenn uh, is just in the corner, staring forward, looking horrified. You. They left me. Why, is, yeah. why the fuck is this about you? I was... There were... I, I was supposed to lead the the Crick and the, the elves. This was all for good things. There are too many factions. We shouldn't No, all... you didn't want to do good things. You wanted to be the fucking good. You think you deserve this because you wrote it on a piece of fucking paper? Our friend is gone! Because of you and all your machinations! I can't just believe- Just sit still and shut up for once! I can't believe I wanted you to save me because I just fucking got saved and it doesn't fucking feel good. Fucking get him, Callie. No. Go off. Do whatever you want. I'll fucking be there at your next fucking machination to ruin it yet again. I fucking face step out of there. <laughs> uh, Callie, you do see that the old folks are down here and they are still in their uh, weird dream prison. I think I'll just go and I'm so fucking livid. And I think uh, maybe in this moment, I think of like my mother's wintry crest on on Ariax's bow and I think I like still the waters of my face to like a calm impassivity and kind of take on her stoic nature and just like neutralize it all and just go and gently lovingly maternally wake up all the old folks uh Callie you go over to uh, just stone cold walk right past Glenn, uh, who is extremely shaken. Um, and you go to remove the crowns, and they don't budge. Glenn pipes up, and without looking at you, goes, "It's it's a a, a two part curse. The crowns make it so that the original curse can't be broken. The original curse is them being trapped in this dreamscape." The crowns can't be removed until Eloise is dead. Theoretically, someone could get through to Mima if they could get through her animal familiar, but we sent people to, to kill her. That's where my father went. I grab Glenn with my giant hands and slam him up against the wall. Uh, yeah, you, uh, he just crumbles in your hands. Uh, you, you slam him. Uh, you, you've got this little archer guy. He's never looked smaller. You're lucky that Callie's refused to lay hands on you because, because if she did, you wouldn't walk away from here. But you need to tell us everything you know right now. All right, uh, if, if you can get through to, uh, we need to find Eloise. I, we were supposed to escape together to the Living Wood. I, I don't know where she will go to now. Uh, if, uh, like I said, maybe he's he's now like a like a child. Now suddenly he wants Mima. He's like Mima could if 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 Mama is is okay, then uh, you might be able to wake her up. Where's Mama? Where did they take her? I'll, I'll, sh I'll show you. I'll show you. All right. 
Um, I'm just going to grapple him. Uh, yeah. yeah. You, you grab him. I don't touch him. I let Sol do all the work, but Sol <laughs> knows from my... Mm-hmm. Uh, po- my body language that I'm like, do whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> I'm really rough with him. <laughs> I like see that I'm approaching a root and I bonk his head against it. <laughs> okay, actually, Sorry. I'm having fun uh, again. Uh, so you've cheered uh, my spirits. <laughs> <laughs> I've gotten pretty good at puppetry. Do you want me to try and do something with Glenn? You know, for a hot frog, you're also like really funny, which is kind of a <laughs> rare combination. Ah, thanks. Uh, I'm yeah. so glad I'm not dead. <gasps> um, you guys are... Um, brought through the woods by Glenn, um, and you guys find a massacre not far away from uh, where this pit was. But you see dead cold elves everywhere. It looks like they were mauled by a giant beast. And you see Mama, the dire possum, (laughs) is unconscious, but still breathing. And you see Cooter is lying next to her, unmoving, with a bag of good berries spilled out. It looks like he healed Mama, and it may have cost him his life. You see he has resisted the chaos and taken the psychic damage. You see blood leaking from his nose, eyes, and ears. Can we put... Okay, um, do we have any healing potions left? Saul fishes around and Foster. Um, Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) okay, let's give one to Mama, one to... You use the potion on Mama, and she slowly begins to creak back to life. She seems okay. Here's what we're going to do for Cooter, because he's been down for a little bit. I'm going to roll death saves for him, and we will do the last one with advantage, because you're feeding him like a potion as he's fading. Uh, And you see, as Glenn sees his, his father there, he looks baffled. Why would he? Why would he not just do what the spell told him to do? Why do you care? You cast you cast a spell on him. You want to try and fucking shirk this blame onto him? God, what a fucking mess you've made. Uh, so we will uh, go ahead and roll in front of the table to see what Cooter's death saves are. Shout out to the two crew. That's a fail. <laughs> that is an 11. Uh, that's a pass. Shout out to the two crew. That's a fail. That is a... 12, that's a pass. Okay. And we will do the last one with advantage. You cradle Cooter. You feed him a potion. He begins coughing and comes back to life. Thank you for being uh, alive. I've got too much fucking guilt right now. (laughs) I don't think I can shoulder another one. No. Cooter, thank you. I'm I'm sorry. I, I'm I I I couldn't completely tell what was going on when I was. Honestly, you did more than most people could do. Yeah, you got away with berries, my friend. Thank you. Yeah, you really do. Thank you for saving Mama. Uh, he looks uh, he looks uh, proud, and he nods. And you see, Mama props herself up. This huge possum looks injured, but you've just uh, fed her this potion. She looks weak at first, but then suddenly looks determined. Thank you all. I shall take it from here. Um, you see, she uh, closes her eyes. Her eyes are flittering, and you just hear her speaking. Mother, mother, it is only a dream. It is only a dream. Follow me. Follow me. Follow me, mother. And you see Mama begins calling to Mima, presumably to wake her up. I hold Saul's hand. You're the only one I'm not 
mad at right now. <laughs> I mean, I'm not actually oh. mad at Calder. I just feel so guilty. And I'm a little mad at myself, so really. No, don't, please don't be mad at yourself. Sorry, it's, you I can't help it. I everything. can't help it. I squeeze her hand back. <laughs> um, and as you guys hold hands and see Mama begin the process of of saving Mima, of, of waking her up so that she can try to um, help the other old folks. You see Glenn is just kind of keeping his distance from Cooter. Uh, you see Cooter looks up and goes, Sawyer? And Glenn just 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 backs off and, and runs into the woods. Can I stop him? If you'd like. You can do whatever you want. I don't like the idea of this guy running away. Okay. I think that's I don't very like him valid. With his own thoughts for long enough to recuperate and come up with another plan. Great. Um, yeah, I'm going to use opportunity attack or whatever it takes. Great. To get him back. Uh, yeah, I'll say um, opportunity attack to uh, grapple him. You okay. were right next to him. Uh, 14. 14 grabs him. Great. Okay. Uh, you hang on to Glenn. Uh, you don't let him leave, um, but he looks away. Um, and you guys see in the distance frost on the trees and giant footsteps leading out of the crick. And that's where we'll end our session. Do we we fucking have to? (laughs) Can we start a new campaign? Yeah. (laughs) Where where nothing bad ever happens. (laughs) So yeah, tune into (laughs) Trinavale. There we go. Oh my god. Hey guys, I thought this was just gonna be an episode where Glenn comes in and he gets his MacGuffin for the next arc, but... Calder's gone. Uh-huh. That's just the way it goes. <laughs> we lost uh, our Calder. We lost your Calder. Oh my gosh, that uh, that's the way it is. Um, thank you all so much for listening. Um, we are uh, going to be over on our Patreon, patreon.com slash nadpod. That's N-E-D-D-P-O-D. Don't sing yet. Not that anybody wants to. <laughs> yeah. That's Might fine. be a low energy short rest. Yeah. <laughs> we'll go ahead and do the short rest. Um, We're staying th- button for this one. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, does anybody have anything they'd like to plug? Yeah. Come fucking see us in Australia. Come see us in Australia. <laughs> Uh, it'll be more fun, I promise. Uh, madpod.com slash live uh, to uh, see us. Uh, we've got uh, shows in uh, Brisbane, Melbourne, Sydney, Adelaide, and Perth. I know Adelaide. I actually believe those first two shows are sold out. First two so shows if you are sold out. Haven't bought a ticket in uh, Sydney, Adelaide, yeah, and Perth. That's all we got left, baby. Uh, so uh, check those out. Um, uh, in the meantime, uh, you can follow us on social media. There were may or may not use at me at Caldy's Caldwell, at Exford's Emily, and at Jake vs. Jake. And you can tweet about the show. Using hashtag NADPOD, that's N A D D P O D. We are, we are the youth of the nation. We are, we are the youth of the nation. It's the end of the show, everyone, and you know what that means. It's time to shout out our benevolent Council of Elders, starting with Brad D, Jeffrey S, Hugh C, Later McSkater, Matt M. Jordan DJ, Cutter W, Feared AI, Daniel G, The J-Pod, Crit on your homework, kids, and hashtag OpenDND, Dungeon Mama, not sexual, Danielle the Dastardly Dame, Beardman Dan, Danny P, Vincent W, Victor T, Hoyd's Friend, Justin I, Ragnar Fairtwin, TJM, Trey the Crayfay, Christopher B, Daniel R, Cyborg version of Josh the Kobold, your secret grandpa, 
Pendergarn, Princess Yar, Michael L, Jack L, Sam L, Nicholas C has starred in every single film ever made in Bohemia, currently starring in Duck Team Down Under, coming to Australia, Samuel B, Mike H, Matthew E, Great Value Gemma, Adam G, Tyler F, The Badger, Panama James, Andrew the Druid, Haradrian, Rex Thaniel the White, Captain Sigil, Diana de los Lopez, Cece Lulu, Hercule Poirot, the Rabbit Fox Detective, Timmy R, Lucas B, Reiko, It's Kevin, Calder's Cold Come, Hashtag Rise My Comrade, Spread the Camaraderie, Taylor B, the Vengeful One Winged Angel, Cass, Skateboard Cass, Captain of the Stevens, Stephen Cole, Mike K, Lady Taco, Brian G, Joy T, Nara, Jake L, Nick W, Brave the Badger, Esme M, Foster, the Boneless Duck, thanking the two crew for coming down under. Thank you for having us. William W, Aaron, the Asshole Ranger, Big Bad Beardo the Mad, Eric McD, Ananorama, Glad Roselle, the White Rose of Galateron, Power Shiver of Bohemia, Quiver against the River of the Pea Shiver, Dominique Harvey Jones, Moonshine's Twin, J Dragonborn, Vincent H from Columbus, The Sandrian, Ben A, Feldonis, John the Third, Dave H, Koala Bear, Catherine S, David K. Christian S, Dustin S, Connor F, Hawkeye Pierce, Bookfire's assistant, Izzy F, Brittany A, the purplest bitch in Bohemia. Whew, what a one. Summer Rose, Grand Hair. Marky Mark, the marvelous mining engineer. Cat C, Kelsley. Mesa of House in Zunza. Ariel, the occasional mermaid. Selena and Valacy Raptor. Be perky always. Pat L. Savexel. Achutha A. Lauren H. Talia. Ryan S. The Bone Duster. Robot Crisp. Telekitty Creations fan illustrator. I mean, I don't know if this is your vibe, but I wouldn't mind seeing just like a really cozy basement apartment in the style of Glenn's. But if that's not your vibe, I could also go for Eloise. Ploops. Carly A, Suicidal Lobster, Addy K, Spam Gaming, the Not-So-Skilled Game, thanks Jake, Connor Savage, Russell H, Christopher J. Pebblepot, to the do-riders of my first D&D party, may all our adventures be wondrous, thank you for being my friends, ooh, a tear to my eye, Salil, Jack M, Leviathan, BioQuart7, Amber Dextrous, Sullivan H, Trub Hopdropper, Jack M, H. Crabster, champion of crawd, scuttling sideways towards tomorrow. Fandere, garble the moist. Lindsay W., juicy kiwi, who is, in my opinion, the juiciest of the kiwis. Valen, Carlin C., Emily S., Harry Cox, Noah, the bagel of all things. Everything Bago, the Aladrin who just wants to hang out with his pet badger, Stripey. Dandy, Eric B., Marcos P., Jordan P., the occasional crit reporter. Cornt, 
Hopes you're having an amazing day. Learns the balance, Druid, Dayton M, Dakota James P, Frida M, Pagos, betrothed, self-proclaimed Faye Prince, Tracy P, the Crick Elf Librarian, Andy E, Holly Hyena, Kristen Z, the I will use what you love against you DM. Interesting, I saw some of you in today's episode. Leah C, Paige H, Helen of Breeze, maybe Pixel Stars, Akash the Car, Kristen with a K, Cal, just Cal, Commodore Galaxy, Edison N, Russell H, a monk named Dilgo, Monster Hunter Neos, and Simon, rolling death saves in Dreamland. Has anyone heard his story in the shoutouts? Can an elder find him before a not one? Keychains, Pentium 2 Processor, Lorelei the Succubus, and Kyra her busty queen, Michael the Esri Pop Idol, Morgan M, Appealing Sticker, Stephen E, your friendly neighborhood yaunt and yunkle Andrew and Sid, John Adams, yes, like the president, Meg the mail carrier of Bohemia, James F, Captain Cappy, M4L, Wayfarer, now trapped in the Feywild after not fully reading the terms and conditions of their legal settlement with the mothership. Andrew B. Sir Smut. Barbo Good Barrel Barbarian and Brewer Emeritus of Waterdeep. Mary Beth C. Melora Devotee. That rhymes just like Melora would like. Three Awakened Gooses. Welshlander. Garrett G. One Big Curd. Mr. D. Dana D. Sean J. Ethan B. Renee, the monster captain. Hope Stagger, the only dagger of hope. Olivia, the enchanting bard who will totally be making money and a grand novel off the duck team's tales with an on-the-go, all-the-stop show. Winter Slade, Michaela R., Forest H., a.k.a. Life is like a box of Mother Togold sticky buns. Riley S., Fico, Angry Wheat, the game itself that has finally found himself. Congratulations. Yeah, boy, Anthony, who moved positions and can't listen to podcasts at work anymore. I am so sorry to hear that. But remember, there's always chores and cleaning and laundry. Josh H. Jack the Jack's jinxing rogue on the run with Bohemia's balls. Mango empanadas. Laura H. The big bad evil gal. Trogdor the Burninator, Clementine T. Caleb L., this message has been brought to you by fairies in support of hashtag CCC. Happy birthday, Pixie. Ponderful the Pink Dragon, Cantrip Dumbledore, the bare onesie wearing barbarian with a bad back. Papa Wookie, MJ, the BFG drinking tea by the sea. Dogs of Babel, Calvius, Silver Fang, Gino T, Mama Bell, the Silver Serpent herself. Oh, I prostrate myself. Feyonir, Straw Man, 18 Wheels of Reverend Steel, Dr. Tolkus, Boots and Cats and Boots and Cats and Boots and Cats and Boots and Cats, Wicka Wicka Remakes, Cats and Boots and Cats and Boots, Derek D, Tristan G, Cal the Rabbit Runt, Jasmine and Fam, the surgeons behind Pendergreen's juicy new ass, David N, Alpha Fortress, Alex K, Joshua P, Joshua P S, Martin T, Alexander, Mandy K, Emma S, 
Red, the Red Forged War Forged, James and Mr. Craft. Thank you all so much. I saw a couple shout outs in there referencing some recent live shows. And I also just want to say thanks for coming out to those because we are having so much fun with that. Can't wait to see you all in Australia who are coming. And thank you so much for supporting the show. You help us do what we love and we love you for it. Goodbye, sweeties. That was a HeadGum Podcast.